Okay, Kyle, now I wasn't going to hop on Locked On Canucks today, but I got this angry text from you saying that we disrespected JT Miller trying to load the top line for Pedersen, you know, giving him a, a PU suitor, some great linemen on the third line. But what about JT? Well, we're going to talk about JT and his potential linemates next year on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. little bonus episode here of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we dive into this bonus episode, we got to thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day, baby. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, again, you know, it's we're, we're minimum three days a week here. So I wasn't sure if, you know, we were going to hop on Locked On Canucks today. But then Kyle, you texted me all pissed off. You said, how dare you? How dare you do this to JT Miller? Give, you know, Patterson and Pew Suter all the best linemates. So let's talk about it, man. JT Miller and his linemates. You know, first and foremost, I know you were, uh, you were, your panties were in a knot when you, you texted me there. But how you feeling now, buddy? <laughs> no, I'm, I was just a little confused, for real. And, and more on that in a couple of minutes. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and leave us a, uh, a like slash review wherever you listen to this podcast episode. And remember, people, it's a fan-first program, so I'm hacking darts and breaking hearts. I'm trying to change the voice for the people. Anyways, JT Miller, his line mates, again, only inspired to have this conversation because I realized that yesterday we gave Pius Suter, Garland, and Mikheyev. We gave Pedersen, Kuzmenko, obviously, and Besser. And we just left Miller with, you know, good players, Beauvillier and either Hoaglander or Colson, But... I feel as if he still gets the short end of the stick. And maybe this conversation is happening out of some disgust uh, for that, but mainly it's happening. And I didn't tell you this because I wanted you to react to this. It's also happening because are you sure that's best for JT Miller? Like we're really asking him to do a lot. If his line mates are Beauvillier and pot Colson, Beauvillier or Hoaglander, are we getting the most out of JT Miller? and utilizing, you know, it's, it's not about the cap hit, but, you know, potentially getting him back to that 99-point pace because he can be that guy if we're giving him uh, not the best wingers on the team. I guess what I'm asking is, aren't the Canucks in a, a better spot if they load up JT Miller's line? I mean, you could argue yes, right? Because I think Pedersen has the ability to carry his own line a bit more than JT Miller. You know, that being said, I think we've talked about it earlier this offseason, how you know, I, I believe that there's three players on the Canucks that can drive a line of their own, and they are Pedersen, Miller, and Garland. And I think by having all three of those players on separate lines is probably the best way to spread out the offense. But at the end of the day, you're right, man. It's uh, JT Miller deserves some good line mates. You know, that being said, I'm kind of thinking about what happened with Talkett last season, and JT Miller obviously kind of hit his stride. And he was over a point a game player. You know, we had Phil Giuseppe riding shotgun with him, man. Like, this guy's been in the AHL for most of the last, like, couple of seasons, you know? So, and, uh, you know, Brock Besser was doing all right there as well. I, obviously, he's a good player. I, yeah, I, I struggle with this, but at the end of the day, I think it's just what I want to see from the Canucks. I want to see them load up that top line. I think it's the best way to get the most out of Besser, which is, you know, good if you're trying to trade him. 
Um, I think I'd just seen enough of Miller and Besser last year and kind of the defensive lapses in their game, especially when they were on the ice together, that uh, I want to see something different on JT Miller's line. And uh, every dares know this, but, you know, talk about JT Miller's line mates. I mean, my most optimistic and ideal scenario is that Hoaglander and Pod Colson blow the doors off in training camp and kind of earn second line spots. Now, for one of them to do that would be a big deal. For both of them to do that seems damn near impossible. But I think that's the best situation for the Canucks. Um, and, you know, maybe it is a guy like Makai going up there too. I was watching some more Makai clips uh, yesterday as well. And I got made some plays too, man. So, you know, maybe I'm discrediting him by putting him on the third line. But I do think that's a role he's best suited for. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm going back and forth. I, I, I do like the idea of maybe having like uh, Beauvillier and Pod Colson up there and you know, again, I think Pod Coles and the Miller would form an awesome tandem, but if a couple Pod Coles has got to earn it. Yeah. And, and more on that duo right now, because I do want to touch on it. I think Miller is the perfect guy to allow Pod Colson to not just be more reckless, but be more confident. You know, mm-hmm. you got the vet with you who's also, you know, offensively inclined, and JT Miller, Pod Colson could be feeling some swagger off of that. And I also feel as if JT Miller, if he does form this, close relationship, not just based on them being in the same dressing room together, but, you know, being on the ice together, it bodes, bodes well because he's the type of guy that can hold Pod Colson accountable. Now, if we're talking about, if we're talking about who's best for JT Miller, who is it? Is it Pod Colson or Hoaglander based on how they play? Um, I'm curious to see what you have to say about this. A part of me knows the answer is probably going to be Pod Colson as well. And partially because Hoaglander and Beauvillier could do similar things. Am I correct on that? Ooh, what a great question. And uh, I hate to be a tease, but I'm going to let you know on the other side because we got to shout out a sponsor, okay? You know, Kyle, I wouldn't be here without AG1, okay? Because, you know, newborn life has me short on sleep. It's harder to work out and eat healthy like I used to once upon a time. So I have a hard time living life without my AG1 in the morning. You know, since I've been drinking AG1, I've noticed an overall feeling of sustained energy, support for mental clarity, and focus. And I need that to bring you the goods here All Locked On Canucks. Hey, AG1, they use a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. Science, baby. And Kyle, you and I, were over the 30 years old mark. And I know that we both need a project like AG1 to keep us feeling like we're only 29. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked on Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked on Canucks at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, we back on this shortened episode of Locked On Canucks, Kyle Bow and Trevor Bags just had to hop on and talk to the people and talk to each other about this conundrum. Because I think it is a, a bit of one that we've spent a lot of time this summer talking about, you know, Patterson's line mates. And then as soon as we get P.U. Suter, and even when we had Teddy Bluger, we're giving those guys our other best wingers and leaving JT Miller responsible for developing Pot Colson and potentially 
increasing Beauvillier's trade value. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And does he have that ability? Does he have that ability? H haven't we seen the best from JT when he's, you know, playing with better players? Now, I will agree with you. I think I'm done seeing Besser and Miller play together. It just doesn't make sense stylistically. I, I don't know. Just don't like it if it's off the power play. But again, yeah. we have to have this conversation or have this conversation because uh, the mind's racing and I'm I'm looking now for whatever reason, maybe I dreamt about this, to make the most out of JT Miller. It, it, the, the Canucks are a better team if Miller does really well versus if P.O. Suter does really well. You know what I'm saying? And I would like Miller to exceed his value too. I think if he gets back to the 90-point range, then that contract for one year is worth it. And that's appealing. That's sexy. That drives play. That that leads to more wins. So I'll ask you again. If the lines are the way you want them, right? Besser, Kuzmenko, Patterson, line number one. Line number three, we load up Suter with Mikheyev and Garland. Who out of Hoaglander slash Pod Colson best complements Miller? And let, let's just say both these players reach the next level. Again, who is best for Miller? Yeah, between Hoagliner and Pod Colson, honestly, that's a tough one for me because I think if they hit their peak, I think they both complement him really well. Because I think Miller, you know, he's a better playmaker than a lot of people give him credit for. And I think with Hoagliner and Pod Colson, you have two guys who, you know, they can work hard along the boards. Um, they both know how to find the net. They have a nose for the net. I mean, I would, I would probably argue Pod Colson um, just because I think Miller in general is kind of trusted with more of that 200 foot game at even strength takes on some tougher matchups. That's better for pod Colson. That being said, I'd be okay. If Miller's line is the one that they set free next season, you know, get Patterson, the top matchups, give PS suitors line, the tough matchups, that fourth line with blue girl, Amon, give them some tough matchups too. I'd be okay. If they just let Miller's line free next season, uh, if possible, I know it's easier on home ice. We got last change. Um, so I'd be seeing the two, I go pod Colson. But again, I think the reason why I, I like that trio of Hoglander, pod Colson and Miller is Ooh. and again caveat is Hoglander and Paul Colson got to earn it they got to hit their ceilings but I think they both complement them really well because they both got great puck skills they work hard along the boards they can be aggressive on the forecheck um I, I guess maybe Pod Colson on that line to me is the guy that's maybe got to sit back a bit more because I think Miller can be aggressive Hoglander can be aggressive on the forecheck so it's like one of the between that trio one of those guys are gonna have to you know sit back a bit sometimes you know so they don't all get burned you know uh that's that's a great answer because you're you're allowing my mind to work in a hundred different ways. And we did mention this yesterday. Yes, yesterday we did drop an episode, right? It's your team every day. Boom, bam, your team every day. We talked about the third line. Again, Pio Suter playing with Mikheyev and Garland and other potential combinations. We also talked about the cap as well and how the Canucks can get under it. And uh, yeah, we're thinking they can do this the safe way, right? The easy way. Pullman, Pearson, uh, long-term injured reserve. They'll get it done. But let's say, you know, they can't play that card. Another card that they can play, if Pod Colson and Hoaglander bring it, bring it in camp, is potentially being open to trading Beauvillier before the season starts. Because a lot of teams could use Beauvillier. And with Garland and Hoaglander, uh, we may already have two, you know, similar types of players. Because I don't know if they want to bury Beauvillier on the fourth line. They yeah, got, that's a fair got, point. It's a lot of got, money for the fourth line. It It is, and maybe they can capitalize off of what he did last season. And, and this is ironic, too, because I really like Beauvillier as well. I want the Canucks to do 
really, really good next season, like take the next step. And to do that, they need to ice the best hockey team. And when it comes to finding cap relief, you can get cap relief by trading Garland or Beauvillier, but you're not a better hockey team. If you trade Myers and, you know, tag a third round pick, a second round pick, I think you're neutral when it comes to uh, how your hockey team is after a trade. But I don't want to do that too. So it's, it's a conundrum. Again, I'm going to use that word Again, a lot of things. I, I'll give you my answer. I think Pot Colson, Beauvillier, and Miller could do it. They could be that ideal second line. But when I read that out, line, uh, out loud, I'm sorry, I think it, it kind of scares me that in order for that line to work, we need JT Miller to be on another level. Like he needs to, he's not really being assisted. You know, he has to not only drive a line, but really lead by example and just. Just be that guy, and uh, getting the most out of JT Miller is more important than getting the most out of Pius Suter, okay? Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Uh, again, a shortened episode. Uh, let's get to Common Corner quickly, <laughs> right? Have a couple laughs here because, man, oh, man, Jay versus Kyle is a thing. It really is. Anyways, Common Corner. Welcome to Common Corner. Powered by paraphrasing. This comment comes from our favorite fan, Jay. Kyle, it is your voice that is the biggest problem with the show. I watch every second of the show and buy myself ice cream for getting through it. Anyways, good episode, Trevor. All right. Off the top, I told the listeners that I'm hacking darts and breaking hearts. I'm damaging my lungs in order for the chance uh, that I allow my voice to potentially change. You know the smoker's voice? Uh, maybe it'll allow my voice to you know, get to a different tone and be more tolerable for the people who want to you know, listen to Locked On Canucks, but can't because Kyle Bowen is one of the voices. Now, I know that's some dangerous lingo, right? Because smoking does suck. And I think I scared Trevor because last night, this guy called me at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that was to get me off the darts. Trevor Beggs comes to my house. He knocks on my door. I'm, I'm, I'm cooking steak while hacking a dart. This guy walks into my door, grabs my dart, puts it in the toilet, and gives me one of those accountability talks. And Begsy, I'm not going to lie. I know it's uncomfortable calling out your homies. I think it's uncomfortable, you know, telling another man what to do. But it's that type of leadership and that type of friendship that, you know, makes our friendship something that is special, but also makes this show something special, right? Locked on Canucks, your Canucks every day. It's a hockey show, but it's also a very friendly show. It really is. Doesn't matter how the comments are going. Uh, we're going to promote friendship and love from the jump on every episode right until the end because we're going to lead with love. And more notably, you love us or hate us, we are all locked on Canucks. I mean Canucks. Anywho, Begsy, uh, you can take what I just gave you, uh, gave you and say whatever you want. And then at the end of it, just sign us out, okay? Yeah, we, we got to get out of here, man. It is, it is the bonus episode after all. I was got to say, Kyle, you, you picked a bad time to start smoking a pack a day because I'm living bachelor life right now, man. No wife, no kids, lots of free time on my hands. So... I had the time to, you know, drive a half an hour to your house just to throw your cigarette in the toilet, man. So mm. it is what it is, man. It's just, uh, you know, health as well. I want it, you know, Locked On Canucks, your team every day for eternity, okay? We're going to be here a long, 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 long time. And whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener, if it's your first time listening, I hope you join us for the ride ahead, okay? You know, coming up this week, a couple uh, crossover episodes, okay? That one with Locked On Sharks is live on their channel. We're going to post it on our channel likely tomorrow. I have a chat with uh, the Locked On Flames host this week as well. We'll post that on our feed. Then from there, Kyle, I think let's let's revisit some old drafts. That's on my mind, man. But uh, 
We'll hit the drawing board. We'll brainstorm. But for now, I'm Trevor Biggs. That guy's Cal Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Peace.